Tarkovsky, aka Ali Mac, aka Lil Snack Attack, back with another episode of my podcast. Um, I have a whole new look today. I committed. I did the dark hair, and I love it. So, um, I'm ready for mean comments. I know I already look like Professor Snape from Harry Potter, so don't even try to come at me with that one. I've been wanting to go dark for a while, and I did it, and here I am. I think I look great. I think, um, yeah, I think I do. I'll, I'll stand by that statement. I think I look great. Looks good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when last episode, my hair was, like, kind of orangey-ish. It was, like, a lighter brown with, like, kind of, like, orangey. I think it was just hard to go from, like, a dark color after being blonde for so long. So it kind of had this, like, orangey tint to it that I didn't really like. And now I'm dark. And I feel like this is me, you know? But all my pictures for, like, show flyers and stuff are all, like, blonde-haired alley. So I think I'm really gonna shake it up. Throw people off. New alley. New energy. Anthony, what's up? You look sleepy. I am sleepy. Why? Been up since, like, five. Dude, I've been on this weird schedule where it's like I get up at five, like when the sun starts coming up, and yeah. I can't go back to sleep. Me too. It's really. I've weird. been waking up so early, and it's so frustrating. I need to get blackout curtains at my new place. I have blackout curtains where I'm at, and it's just still. What do you think it is? Stress. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I've just been working a lot, so this I think podcast it's, is just really taking so a toll work. on you. It's exhausting. It's so much work. All the crazy edits we do in here, yeah, and just all of the graphics, the demanding schedule. You know, we record so often. We're putting out like five three episodes a, a week. Three, yeah, three episodes a day, five times a week. So yeah, yeah, and I don't pay you anything, so it's probably hard. Your you goal know. of trying to be like more, more than Howard Stern is just really starting to take a toll. Yeah, it's probably hard too, like editing and the difficult lighting of a cardboard box out on Sunset Boulevard. So if there's ever issues with the, you know, audio or the video or anything, like cut Anthony some slack because he is on the streets because I don't pay him. And, you know, it's it's hard. He does the best with what he has. And so I respect that. But yeah, I haven't been getting sleep. It's weird. I think being in a new house, you get excited. And like, so the first few nights you're just like excited and you're not really sleeping because you're like, I get to wake up here tomorrow and it's like a new place. And Mm -hmm. now I just feel like I need to get, because I have these like curtains that are just see-through. It's almost just like mesh curtains. And I didn't buy them. They were there when I got the place and now i'm realizing i definitely need blackout curtains because it gets so bright in the morning like today i woke up not that the sun was out but for whatever reason i woke up at 3 a.m i had this dream that the world was ending and everyone was like trying to drive away or fly you know like go to the airport and like fly out of la and uh And, like, everyone was, like, running into each other and everything was failing. Like, the flights wouldn't take off and people were just, like, stuck in airplanes. It really messed me up. Like, you know when you look back on a dream and you're like, why was that ruining my sleep? Mm -hmm. But at the time, it was really scary. So I woke up at 3 and then I made the mistake of going on, like, TikTok and Instagram. And then I'm in a full rabbit hole of how to poach eggs. (laughs) Because in my new place, I don't, it's like, it's like a mini kitchen. So it doesn't have like all, like it doesn't have like a stove in the kitchen or like an oven or anything. So I have to use like a little toaster oven and I use a hot plate. Speaking of editing in a cardboard box on Sunset Boulevard, I use a little hot plate. So I've been making a lot of eggs on the hot plate. It's very easy to do. I was, I was worried about not having a stove or an oven or anything, but I've gotten accustomed to it in the past week. And so I've been making like over easy eggs. I haven't made scrambled eggs in the new place yet because I'm not, I'm not buying a lot of groceries because I have like a small fridge, like a very small fridge. I don't want to call it a mini fridge because that sounds pathetic, but it's maybe like one small, one mini fridge step above a mini fridge. (laughs) So I've been getting like small amounts of groceries, you know, like mini pack of tortillas, mini cheese, mini eggs. Enough to last you like three days. Enough to last me like a week. If I'm being like... A skinny bitch. Right. And which is hard for me because I'm a grubber. So I haven't made like scrambled eggs because it's weird making scrambled eggs with one egg. I've just never done that and it feels disrespectful to eggs who have died for my pleasure. 
You know, it's like if you're making scrambled eggs, it's got to be twin eggs. So I've only made over easy. And I was like, I was watching Love Island UK. I got back into that great reality television show, Love Island UK. I mean, this is tragic and it really says a lot about the internet and like society is like people go on this show hoping to get, you know, clout and like internet fame. Mm Mm-hmm. But because that's what they're trying to get and because a lot of people watch the show, they tend to get overwhelmed and bullied. And, like, I think, like, at least three people who've been on Love Island UK have committed Sui. It's dark. Reality television is dark. Being judged by the public is dark, you know? It's not easy. So, and they do, like, you know, um, like psychiatric um evaluations before you go on the show but it's like who do they really like you think it's a good doctor telling how much can you find out about a contestant going on a show anyway so it can be kind of dark but it's a very entertaining show when people aren't committing the old susu and so I started watching that at like three in the morning they were poaching eggs on the show and I'm like I want to learn how to poach an egg and have a British accent and fall in love how do you poach an egg Okay. In water? Right? So I, I was looking at it for about five hours. Okay. You get a light boil going. Very gentle boil. Mm-hmm. You put water in a pot. Wop. You know, wop it. So you put some water in a pot, put it on the <laughs> stove, let it get a little hot, a little bubbly, but you don't want it too hot. Not too many bubbles, just a gentle, a gentle boil. And then once it starts boiling, you want to spin the water with you know whatever a wooden spoon or spatula or whatever the fuck you use and so you spin that around and then you put a little bit of vinegar in there because i guess that helps the egg stick so you put a little baby bit of vinegar in there and you keep you make like a whirlpool type of thing and then you just crack the egg and let it go in in one piece and i guess the whirlpool effect once you take the spoon out and drop the egg in it just like keeps the egg intact and because the water is very warm you leave it there for like five minutes you put a lid on top of it and then after the five minutes you just take it out you can put it in cold water the crazy thing about poached eggs is that you can keep them in the fridge like you don't have to eat them right away you put them in water right after so they stay eggy poachy yeah Yeah. and then you just heat it up over water again, I guess, if you want to reheat it or something. Or, like, or put it on something later. I don't know if you can microwave it. It might pop. Uh-huh. I think you have to put it back into warm water to get it warm again. That's far too much work. I'd rather scramble. I know. <laughs> but it's like egg, if you're yeah. making a poached egg, I imagine you're eating it pretty soon after. Unless you're making a bunch of poached eggs for, like, a, a dinner meal, a group meal. I'm sure there's a reason. Definitely there's a reason. I don't see any reason to poach no. an egg. You might as well just fucking Anything fry it I up. make, I don't plan on saving any of it for later. Yeah. There's never a thing in my mind that's like, oh, I should put that in the fridge for another time. It's what like, about takeout? Oh, t- when I go out to a restaurant, oh, yeah. But that's not me making it. If I'm no, making something. No, but you take food home and then actually eat it. Yeah, I hate when people don't eat their leftovers. Dude, my chick will do that. She it's... every Almost every time we order, like get any kind of food, she'll eat like half of it and be like, I'm going to take the rest home and eat it later. Just leave it at the and restaurant. Then, and then later she's like, man, I'm hungry. And I'm like, oh, you still got the half the burrito. They're like, no. Nah, I don't want it. Oh, I hate that. And then I just wasted it. I like Same your thing girlfriend, with, like, but I hate that. She'll be like, I'm not trying to complain, but she'll just be like, give me like a venti, like fucking whatever drink. I'm like, all right, cool. She only drinks grande sized. She'll drink like maybe a quarter of it. Grande out of the venti. I hate freaking Starbucks sizing. I, I've i become one of the people who says small, medium, and large when I'm in Starbucks. I don't care. I can't. You're Paul Rudd in Role Models? I guess so. I don't think I've seen that. It's good. You should watch it. There's so many things I haven't seen. There's just too much out there. There's too much out there. Where do you begin? That's what I like about TikTok. I mean, it's also what I hate about TikTok is you don't know what's next, you know, but it just chooses it for you. So I was like, there's a good chance I'm going to like this. I wish, I know that Netflix has the you may also like this option, but it's like Netflix needs to just have a feature where you can just autoplay. They, well, they do. (gasps) What? Yeah. The other day I was on Netflix and I was like scrolling through. I was trying to find the search button. I couldn't Mm -hmm. find it. 
And then I saw literally like the shuffle button. Wow. And it said like, don't know what to watch. Just click this. And I was like, no shit. Let me try this out. And then it put on like the land before time or something. And I was like, nah, I don't want to watch that. And then I just found something to watch on my own. But I was like, that's interesting. This always happens to me. I have a great idea. And then I find out it's already been done. Mm -hmm. Oh, that bugs me. I could have made millions if I had thought about this sooner. But I would never go into like Netflix and be like, I have this idea. I'm ready to pitch it. I have this really good idea. It's a shuffle. Yeah. Have you heard of the option of shuffling? (laughs) Random selection? Yeah. So what were we talking? How did we? How did we get there? Pedophilia. No, Anthony. No. Time out. Bad. Bad. That was me spray bottling you. As if you peed on the couch. No, what were we talking about? I don't want to talk about the P word. Did not you see yet. the new I don't want to, I don't want to talk Did about it right it? now. I'm not ready. Yes, I saw it and I'm not ready to talk about it at this moment. Changed my mind though. I was like, oh shit, maybe uh you know. Maybe we all jumped to conclusions. Yeah, good. I'm fine. glad it changed your mind. Good. Good. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's a great thing. To be capable of being open-minded and not being committed in one thought or idea. I think that's great. Thanks. Yeah, I read... uh, I don't want to talk about this yet. We can talk about it later. I want to talk about fun things first. What what was I talking about? Why did I bring up Netflix Shuffle? Poached eggs. Poached eggs. Oh, I was watching Love Island. Oh, it's so juicy. There's something weird oh, about the tic- people. You're talking about TikTok. Yeah. TikTok is like uh, like Instagram shuffle, basically. Yeah, but Instagram sucks. Let TikTok be videos. Let Instagram be thirst traps. Yeah. Ugh. I hate that Instagram's doing reels. It's like two-year-old TikToks. The trends have already passed. Do you, do you use Twitter or not really? No. I gave up on Twitter. I used to use Twitter, and then I just completely deleted it. And then I rejoined Twitter and someone took my handle that I had, not Allie Mac. So now I'm not, not Allie Mac. Ugh. <laughs> and it's this girl who doesn't speak English. And I DM'd her like, hey, can I have my handle? She was like, yeah, sure. I keep getting a lot of weird like, like uh, tweets at me. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. Let's switch over. Yeah. And then nothing ever happened. So whatever. I'm not not Allie Mac. What I was going to say was like, I feel like Twitter is ahead of the game in, in terms of like content. Like people like, like a lot of Instagram is just like screenshots of Twitter stuff. But Twitter like just recently got like stories, but they call it something else. Like something really stupid. Huh. I forgot what it is, but it's, it's the dumbest thing ever. I feel like in a week they're just going to have reels, but call it like whatever. Yeah, Twitter just kind of overwhelms me because depending, I mean, when I was like actually on it and like more active on it, I feel like I was following so many people that like you never knew what was going to come up in your feed. Like I'd be watching like a funny video and then all of a sudden it's like a kid being shot and I'm like, (laughs) how is this online? Like, how can I watch this? Right back to back so i don't know twitter just kind of put me in a weird headspace but instagram and tiktok also puts me in a weird headspace it's just one of those like delayed weird headspaces where you start to feel weird after a while and you realize it's because you've been sucked in whereas twitter will like immediately let you know that you're in a weird headspace did you see that video of the the dude that shot those two people in the snow um no no it was pretty brutal but it was just on Twitter, like. No, yeah, and Twitter's no show, Twitter showing full. It got taken down eventually because it was a criminal thing. But this, this like couple in like Boston or somewhere on the East Coast, Jersey maybe. They were um, shoveling snow, and they were like kept putting the snow like onto this dude across the street from them, like maybe on purpose, maybe not. I don't know. But the dude got fed up and was like, "Stop fucking doing that." oh yeah it started with like some dumb thing where they were shoveling snow outside the house yeah and they were like putting it onto someone else's yard or something right yeah and then it turned into the dude literally just fucking executed both of them like the punisher yeah so crazy i don't understand how my chick showed me that like she's like, watch this crazy video and i was like i didn't expect that yeah you know and it it was like a movie wait let me answer this okay and we're back um yeah, I 
I don't like guns. Not a gun fan. I don't understand people who don't want more regulations on guns. Like, you hear about stuff like that, and it's like... Yeah, but the problem then, if there's just more regulation on guns, is, like, those people are still going to have them, first of all. So? So so then no one has guns except for, like, bad people is basically the issue. No, what does that even mean? Because, like, that guy that shot those people... Sure. He's not going to be like, oh, there's new gun regulations. I should get rid of this gun that I have that's clearly No, of course he's not going to get rid of his gun. So now people... But the fine or the sentence or whatever would be heightened. And the new people, the new crazy people who are enraged by getting snow on their lawn, uh, might have a harder time having easy access getting a gun. I wouldn't... he wouldn't He also killed them for it. Yeah, it's fucking psycho. Yeah. No one like that should be able to possess a weapon. But those people will always possess weapons, is what I'm saying. Sure, but if so they were to, but but who cares if they are still going to have the weapons? Wouldn't you rather have more regulations? Like what? What harm does it do to have more regulations, even if the people like like um like acid is acid illegal here? The drug acid. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. How many people do you know do it? Not many. Okay, but you know that a lot of people do it. Oh, yeah, I've done it. You've been to a music, you know, festival. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah, so it's like... It's terrible. Okay, say a- say acid was really affecting people. It's already illegal. People already have it, but if it was... Actually, that was a really bad analogy that I just walked into. I don't know. It's like you might as well just give more regulations on it, even if it doesn't necessarily work as well as you think it does it's at least more of an incentive not to have everyone who wants a gun just have the availability to get one Mm -hmm. i don't know i know what you mean devil's advocate anthony over here it's just i'm like planning on getting a gun soon so sure but i can't imagine you but do you would you be mad if you had to fill out a couple more forms and have an appointment before you got it sure it would be annoying but I wouldn't think you there rather... should be a psych test for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So wouldn't you rather go through the extra steps, no matter, even if they're annoying and a hassle to deal with, to make sure that other people who want to get a gun who are crazy... Sure. Yeah. Don't have one? I agree. Yes. Okay. Yes, I did it. No, Ooh. I completely... There should definitely... I, I don't know why there's not like a psych test to get a gun. It's yeah. Cr- that's crazy to me. Yeah. You know? I mean, of course, bad people are going to do bad things if they want to do them. Yeah. But there's people who go down the wrong path. I think, like, a lot of times, like, young kids who end up shooting people, not every school shooter, but I think, like, young kids who feel, or, like, incel dudes who shoot. I feel like young kids who shoot, who, like, have these guns illegally, obviously they're children, like, it's not a legal gun to their name. I think a lot of those times, it's it's situations that could... Wait, why did I, why did I mention that? Pedophilia. Was, oh, my God, you're obsessed. No, I just think, like, those are the kinds of cases that can be prevented. I don't know why I was bringing that up or the point I was trying to make. That's so annoying because I was bringing it up for a reason. Ugh, whatever. What was I going to say? Yeah, psych evaluations. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I'm not I'm not anti-gun, but I'm definitely not pro-gun. But, oh, yes, people are going to do bad things. Bad people are going to do bad things. But I think a lot of times when it's, like, young adults, like, young kids who do the shooting and stuff, it's, like, they are just... They, I don't know, actually, yeah, I still don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm all over the place. I woke up at three, I was watching Love Island UK, and now I just can't... And poached egg tutorials. Yeah, and now I just can't get the image of British men wearing the tightest skinny jeans and having the fakest teeth just in my brain while I'm trying to form sentences. I think there should be, like, how you're saying that there's, like, a huge long process to, like, get a gun. Mm -hmm. There should definitely be the same exact process to get veneers. That's got to stop. I want to get veneers. But the but the white ones where it's almost blue, it's disgusting. I don't get why people have like the really fake looking ones. Are those so ones just weird. cheaper? Because if it's like a cost thing, then I guess I understand. But they should make them more accessible. It's unfortunate to have to get veneers and then look like you have veneers. Yeah, it's gross. These British people, they have 
crazy like big white veneers and this is coming from a girl with pretty big white naturals <laughs> but they got big white fakes and those just look crazy you know and then they also wear just like the skinniest jeans and it's always like the same type of people who are getting cast on the show i wish there was a love island for like people like me you know just kind of like not the skinniest you know because everyone there's like skinny fit they wear makeup every day they're like wearing heels at the you know pool at their house i want there to be a love island with just like average joe schmoes just like nerds skater types but but just not Thumbs. address it. Yeah, I mean, I just because you couldn't call it like Love Island average. Love Island on the regular, or like Love Island for losers. <laughs> they should just call it that. Call it what it is. I don't want these like hot people. I want to see real regular people. I don't want you know the most fuggo people and like the most right. lame people. But I want an in between. I don't want it to be like the people who are like trying to be reality stars. Right. Because they're all just, you can just tell they're waiting to push a tummy tea on Instagram once the show's over. Did you watch Fake Famous? I, I don't really watch Famous. any reality shows. No, Fake Famous was a, um, a documentary type of show on Netflix about they cast... They did like this open casting call in uh -huh. LA uh -huh. and the casting was just like, do you want to be famous? And like a bunch of people came in, they picked three people uh -huh. and these three people had like maybe a thousand followers on Instagram, uh -huh. you know, maybe 5,000 total <laughs> between all of them. Uh -huh. So these three people, they try and make it look like they're these like influencers and they buy them followers and buy them like comments and likes and they do these like photo shoots with them like in a backyard but they try and make it look like they're at the Chateau Marmont or like a really nice restaurant in LA or Beverly Hills or something and they like geotag like they tag the location but really they're just like taking these really nice photos in a backyard and making it seem that they're like living this bougie life uh -huh. and it was just talking about how pretty much all influencers are pretending Fake. to be more famous than they yeah. are yeah. to get more famous for sure yeah and it works it's for some of them do you remember totally. when uh, Matt Lockwood and Stephen Randolph did that kind of when they showed up in the, the limo. limo, yeah. But that they're so, so ridiculous. That was so funny, though. Yeah, but it's true. Well, that's kind of like you have to have a fake it till you make it attitude, I think, For in sure. whatever industry you're in. For sure. I because agree. no one really knows what they're doing. So if you just have confidence, yeah. I'm not saying like be a dick and be like, I know what I'm doing. If you don't know what you're doing, that's fine. But be confident in not knowing what you're doing. Yeah. Like, if you're working, like, a desk job, like, a nine-to-five, and you just started and you're overwhelmed, like, don't be afraid to ask questions. Like, be confident and be like, hey, I am having a hard time with this one thing. Like, I, if you have time, I would really appreciate, like, going through this or something. Mm -hmm. And, like, if you have that attitude, I'm like Tony Robbins for real, but, like, <laughs> a cool version. But, yeah, if you have that attitude, it, it does attract this energy of, like, oh, they already have the thing. Even if they're not there, they have the thing. So mm -hmm. I'm going to treat them the way that they're trying to be treated. Right. I think it's very important. Like if you just like say things in the morning, I've never really done this, but I guess I probably have a couple times. Like if you say in the morning, like I'm a boss ass bitch. Um, I am wealthy. I am healthy. I'm successful people like me i like people if you like look in the mirror like a psycho and say that to yourself in the morning and at night i bet it'll start to happen because you'll like think it into existence what do i know though i'm just a little dumb slut <laughs> not really i've retired those days but yeah Whew. <laughs> I'm so tired. Me too. Yeah, I woke up at three and I just didn't go back to sleep. Mm -hmm. Oh my I god. I have freaking bacterial vaginosis again. What's new? My vagina's constantly leaking. I can't get a break, okay? Just constant 
churning of bacteria in this little playground called my vagina. It's exhausting. And you might think it's gross, and it is, but every woman who's of childbearing age, anyone who's started their period and still has their period, or is in the age of, you know, being eligible to have their period. Some people don't get their periods because they're underweight or overweight or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you know, between 13 and whenever you get menopause, you probably got the old BV. Oh my God, it's exhausting. Gross. It's gross. Yeah, I know. What is it? Bacterial vaginosis. Google it. I don't, I don't need to get into details. It's like something about bacteria. It's like when your pH gets messed up, like when you have sex, your pH as a woman in your coocher, your Ashton coocher, it gets messed up because there's like new bacteria like dick bacteria is going into your cooch and it's just mixing around and so then your ph balance gets out of whack Mm -hmm. and so then that causes you know like the good bacteria to grow but sometimes i don't know something about the bacteria then it like overgrows to overcompensate and try and clean out your cooch to get the ph on track but it like overdoes it Mm -hmm. so then you just got all these different kinds of bacteria Mm-hmm. It doesn't really affect you, but it's just like, it can just get a little bit soupy down there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gross. I mean, I would say I would recommend skipping this part of the podcast for sure. Like, give it a little 20 second refresh and then go from there. Maybe I'll keep talking about it, but it's just annoying. I've had it ever since high school. It's just like ongoing. I put on a new pair of underwear, pH changes. <laughs> Get out of the shower, dry off, pH changes. You get, you your pH changes after you're on your period. Every time? Every time. Because it changed, the, the, the dropping of the lining of your whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's what's crazy about being a woman. I don't even know what the things do. There's so many different buttons. It's <laughs> like a pinball machine in there. <laughs> it really is. You got the two little things. The There's the two pinballs, the fallopian tubes Mm -hmm. i don't know maybe and then you got the i don't there's a lot going on i want to sell this on pawn stars pawn shop pawn shop stars pawn stars my pinball machine cooch (laughs) i just saw an episode where someone was selling a pinball machine so it reminded me that i don't like pawn stars no, I'm so, sorry. It's so cheesy. It is so cheesy. And the guys, they they irk me. Me too. They irk me. They're like... They always got to have some little hacky joke. Uh, There's always the wacky one and then the serious They're trying to be like They're trying to be like the, uh, the impractical jokers in a pawn shop. I'm like, just sell and receive items. And they always try and kind of like stiff arm the people who come in. I, you know what show I like? This Love is Island. the... This, the yeah... This is the sophisticated ver. If you if you want to mature your tastes and you like pawn stars, porn shops, whatever it's called, three knuckleheads in a store in Las Vegas. That's what it should be called. <laughs> the three stooges selling and buying goods. Antiques Roadshow. Never seen it. Absolute fire. A PBS classic. A PBS hit. A PBS banger. You gotta pay for it, though. It's not on a stream. It's on, like, Amazon, but you have to, like, pay per episode unless someone out there has, like, a PBS streaming service. Um, If you're over the age of 75 and you listen to this podcast, I guess. But I love Antiques Roadshow because the people aren't going there to buy and sell. They're going in to get these like historical antique items appraised. And they have no idea if their family, you know, passed down thing, artifact, is like actually worth something or not. And there was one episode, I'll never forget it. Because I used to watch this at home with my dad and my stepmom and stepsister at the time. We'd watch Antiques Roadshow at night. And there was one episode, and it's fun because they do it in, like, random cities. It was, like, one of them was in, like, Kansas, and one of them, like, it's fun when they're in, like, a little bit more redneck-type places because people bring stuff in. They'll have these accents, and I just love it. So it was one of these, like, more redneck-y type of cities. 
So they bring the Antiques Roadshow over there. At the end, they always do, like, you know, people's reactions to what they brought in. There's this one guy, and he goes, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase the beginning because I don't know exactly what he brought in, but it was something to the effect of, uh, I brought in this old dresser. I thought it was worth $3 million. Turns out it was worth nothing but a hoo-ha diddly-ding-dang. <laughs> I swear to God, he said that. And I was like, this is the best show on television. And you also get to learn a lot because they talk about, they have like these experts who talk about whether it's a painting or a wood, wooden chair or whatever, jewelry. You learn a lot. It's fascinating. I like it. And now I'm also, I've been watching a lot of TV. What else am I supposed to do? Work? Hustle? Grind? No thanks. I'm 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 taking it easy, okay? I'm skating by. I'm hanging out. I I started watching season 2 and I believe season 3 of Survivor. Cuz someone messaged me and they said whatever list you're reading off where it says watch episode 1 or season 1, season 4, season whatever, they said that list is a lie. You need to watch season 2 and 3. So now I'm going back. I'm watching all of Survivor. It's so good. I want to apply for Survivor. I started my application, but I have to record a video. I don't know what to do, though. I'm not Survivor-y at all. You're going to lose immediately if you... I don't think so, because there's I... a lot of people who go on that show who provide nothing and help to zero extent. And yeah. I think I could get by on some charm. Maybe start a little romance from the beginning. Maybe. I think it'd be good, but be I don't know. It'd be fucking hilarious if you actually did. Oh, it would be so fun. It would be so fun. I want to do it so bad. I think, yeah, I would die. I'd probably self-evict. <laughs> I'd be like, you tap out. The tribe has spoken, and <laughs> it's me. No tribe necessary. Tribe called Allie has spoken, and she's out. But I would be so, I'm too afraid of spiders. And that's, I mean, you're out in the jungle unprotected wherever you are. There's always going to be spiders. I would lose my mind. I don't know how these people do it. Then you have to eat rice all the time. I'm hardly knowing how to make a poached egg and now I have to make rice. And then they're building full-on homes out in the wild. Yeah, I would just skate by, try not to cause too much drama, but then I do kind of like a 180 at the end where I like flip and I get super competitive and people are like, oh, but I already have like an alliance formed from the beginning because I'm just like good to be around, you know, good time, good hang, but I get too grumpy. I think I would be too hot and cold. Who knows? Maybe it'd work though. With my new black hair, I think, uh, I think people couldn't resist carrying me along to the end. I wouldn't need a million dollars though. That's a lot of taxes you have to pay. I'd you like want, to get you on the jury with like four hundred grand. I'd be fine. I honestly, it'd be so cool to have that experience that I'd be fine with like two thousand dollars. <laughs> no, I'd want a little bit more, depending on how long I'm out there. But I wouldn't do it for the money. I'd just do it for the experience. I think it'd be so fun and meeting new people and like some people are really good at it and then just like talking shit in the confessionals. Mm -hmm. you're just surrounded by trees and everyone's in the background and you're just like this person doesn't do anything they're so oh i would have so much fun talking shit <laughs> oh yeah i don't know do you think i'd be a villain or or like a like what do you think i'd be like if i went on survivor what type of like you know the classic archetypes like you have the dude who's like the jock you have the girl with like the big tits who's just like the big tit girl. You have the girl who's like, you know, older and kind of like nags everyone and everyone hates her. And then you have the guy who's like a military vet. I think you'd be the person that everyone like came to. Like what do you for, mean? Like for advice. But don't you think I'd probably get voted off pretty early? Maybe. It could go either way, I think. Yeah. I'd either get voted off pretty quickly, <laughs> like in the first six, mm -hmm. or I'd make it a long way. I don't think I'd ever win. I have no idea. I think they want people to win who are like, I don't know if I could, they always like want the person who's like honest and like plays a good game or like, or like, you know, if they were playing like a bad game, they always intended to play like an evil game. 
And I feel like I would just switch it up too much. I'd get worried that people hated me and I'd be like, I don't, I won't do that. And then they're like, well, now you're going against what you said you were going to do the whole time. And I'd be like, I don't know. I just want you guys to like me. It'd be fun to do the competitions. When I was little, maybe I can make this my uh, Survivor audition tape. When I was little, um, so my parents got divorced when I was five. And Survivor came out in, I think, 2003, right? Uh Or no, 2001. Around then. Around then. Maybe even 99, to be honest. No, no. It came out post-2000. Okay. I think I was six at the time. I always think I'm six when I was younger. We've talked about this. So Survivor comes out, and I remember it was such a big deal. I think it got like 50 or 60 million views, Mm -hmm. which is like unheard of now. No one watches TV anymore. And so everyone watched Survivor, especially season one. So I remember how big of a deal it was, but I was so young. And then my parents got divorced. And whenever my dad had custody of us, we lived kind of by like the beach in Long Beach. And he would take us to the beach, me and my sisters, and he would set up these survivor challenges at the beach. It was so fun, like scavenger hunts where it's like there would be a note dug under the sand and it would have like a flag or something. And then you'd have a note to find where the next thing is. Mm -hmm. And it was so fun. I would love the challenges. The ones where you just like... They have these challenges where you just like pretty much stand on like a small log in the water and whoever stays on the longest wins. These people are up there for like 10 hours. Like, how do you go poop? You just don't? You don't. Yeah, you don't. <clears throat> I don't know how good I'd be at those, but I'd have a good time. I think I'd make people laugh. And then I'd get voted off. And then I'd get voted off yep. and then I'd be like fuck all you guys you never met what you said but that's why i'd want to be on the jury so i can make like one powerful last comment Mm -hmm. because when you're on the jury i think it's like the last six people or something or last seven people Mm -hmm. who get voted off they stay as the jury and then they get to vote for out of the final two contestants who wins the million dollars did you know that the first winner of survivor didn't pay his taxes and he yeah, and he got um he got tax evasion audited yeah yeah because he's the f- the first survivor had 60 50 million viewers so obviously the fucking tax people are like we're going to make double check that he put his taxes in mm-hmm. and he didn't even freaking submit his taxes ding dong so yeah once it's in the final two each member of the jury gets to say something, at least in the old survivors. I think they changed it up, but it'd be fun to make like a sassy little, oh, you think you deserve a million because I think this or ask them a question that makes them really think about their whole life outside of survivor. <laughs> Just really get like psycho with it. Do you think I look better as a blonde or dark hair? I don't know. I think it's the same. <laughs> I kind of think so too. It's like you look—they're so you look different. Good dark and with blonde. Yeah, I think I'm just like an extreme girl. I can't be like a middle brunette. I can't be like kind of blonde. It's like I either have to be like bleach blonde or very dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so I've been getting mistaken for Billie Eilish every now and again. I think honestly. It's just because of the mask. People can't see my lower face. Mm-hmm. If you see the eyes, the droopy, long, sleepy, sad eyes, and I don't know what else. I think it's honestly just the eyes. We don't have the same hair. We don't have the same nose. We don't have the same eyebrows, forehead, anything else. But I think the mask kind of makes it seem like, oh, it could be. Anyway, so I've been getting kind of mixed up with Billie Eilish a bit. And so then I went, I made my hair dark and I'm like, oh, I wonder if people are still going to think that. Oh, yes. This is what I wanted to talk about. I watched her documentary on Apple TV, by the way. Mm -hmm. More TV I've been watching. It was good. But she had a boyfriend Mm -hmm. who was like 22 and she was like uh, just turned 17. No, he was like 23 or 24. And she was 16. Yeah. I don't I remember like that. Someone said like, or I looked it up because I was like, "How old is that dude? He looks like 
older. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I looked and it said like who it said like her boyfriend so and so who is six years older. Yeah. But then I was like, wait, in the documentary she just had her sixteenth birthday party and 17th. He was there. Oh, still. Yeah. But I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Shouldn't that dude be getting in trouble? For sure. Like, isn't that kind of sketchy? It is. I think I think it definitely is on that weird Yeah, I think I I do think it is. I don't and know. And the craziest thing about that was he was like ghosting her. How the fuck are you going to do that? Here's what it's called. And because you're kind of more on the side of uh don't believe women right away. Kind of. No, I'm not. Okay. But you're a little bit on the dude's side. I feel like you're a dude's dude and you want to like... No. Okay. No. He most like... I mean, I don't know. I don't want to put words in people's mouths and like accuse people of things. But it's like normally in a situation like that, if you're an older guy going after a younger girl, they call it grooming. Where at first you give them a lot of love and a lot of attention and you make them feel really special. And once they become attached to you and feel like this is a reciprocal you know thing where yeah. they're both invested it's like who cares about age he cares about me and i care about him right and then as time goes on their true colors come out where they don't care it's just like a power thing for them or like you know they get their desire fulfilled and then they kind of just like you know don't need to keep up with that person as much because that younger person is already invested mm-hmm so yeah he probably like groomed her and i don't know like i i think she's a smart girl but when you are a young person and you want to be loved and you're at that age or your hormones are going crazy it's very easy to confuse love with uh you know some creepy behavior Mm -hmm. but i'm glad she's out of that relationship i think she's probably going to make better decisions in the future and Mm-hmm. mm-hmm but yeah that was so weird yeah it's For just sure, yeah. it's so difficult to be i mean it's difficult to just be a human it's difficult to be a person living on earth at any time but it's just difficult being a woman in certain scenarios there's trust me there's plenty of advantages i love being a lady i get to play with my boobs whenever i want to um I, I get to have sometimes perks from dudes who want to be generous for maybe something in return that I don't necessarily give them. You know, there's definitely perks to being a lady. There's definitely disadvantages. Same thing with dudes. But I was at the fucking smoke shop getting new jewel pods. And it's the smoke. I'm like, oh, Oh, it gets me so... I've been fired up this week. I'll be honest. I've I've been fired up. My close friend story on Instagram, shit posting. <laughs> I've been going crazy. So there's this smoke shop by where I lived, live. And so I went over there and it's by this place where my friends work. So I've been there before. And the dude who works there is just... He's creepy and it's in a neighborhood where a lot of like younger kids are, you know, because it's like a cool area that area to hang out so there's a lot of young kids a lot of young kids smoke jewels but they're too young to buy them and how convenient because this guy who works at the smoke shop this older older man uh works at the smoke shop and definitely doesn't id the young girls who come in trying to get jewels or vape products and he's such a perv Mm -hmm. such a perv i went in there And I only say this because I know what to do in these situations where it's like, I don't need to give these people the time of day. Like, if you're being creepy to me, if you're making me uncomfortable, like, I can just walk out. Mm -hmm. And I'm 25, you know? I know enough at this point in my life to know how to handle these situations, Mm -hmm. yet... Time and time again, when I'm put in these situations that make me uncomfortable... I just go, just deal with it. Don't cause any issues. Don't make a fuss. Don't overreact. And I go into this smoke shop and I don't think anything of it. I don't think this guy's going to be creepy to me. You know, like he, he's kind of creepy, but like it seems from my vantage point, not being a regular at the smoke shop and only seeing it from the outsides, like it seems very harmless to me, you know? But he's just always with, like, the kids who are in that neighborhood, which always just freaks me out. Like, that's just never a good look. If you're an older dude, just don't be hanging out with kids or be, like, excited that kids are where you're at, you know? Like, it's just not a good look. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And so I go in there because it's the most convenient one to me. And I try and get these dual pods. Oh, and this is why I brought it up initially is because there was a guy who's in there like trying to buy something. And he looks at me and he's just staring. And he goes, are, are you Billie Eilish? And I was like, no. Because I wasn't sure if I had this new hair if people would think that. It's so funny. I mean, I love it. I keep bringing it up. I love it. Huge fan of Billy. I think she's the coolest, so I'll take the compliments. So then he he makes that comment. I go, no, but that's really funny that you think that, um, you know, whatever. And then the guy who works at the smoke shop is like, he walks around from behind the counter and he goes, what's up? What do you need or whatever? And he like puts his arms on me or his hands on my arms, you know? And he's like, you know, what's... Oh, I had hiccups at the time. Really bad hiccups. So when he was behind the counter, he goes, boo. And I go, it's not going to work on me. (laughs) And so then he goes from around the corner and he puts his hands on my arms. He goes, ah, or like, boo, or whatever. And I'm like... What the fuck? And I'm just like, trust me, I've seen enough shit. That's not going to work on me. Because he's like trying to scare me to get my hiccups to go away. And then he just is like staring at me, holding me close. And I'm kind of just like, you know, like trying to distance myself and it's like i should have just said get off of me but i'm trying to get my jewel pods and i'm <laughs> trying to just like not make a scene you know mm-hmm. and then i swear to god he's wearing the mask i'm wearing the mask he literally kisses me mask to mask and obviously if the mask was off i would have been more mad but like i don't even think that that makes a difference definitely not no it was so inappropriate and i and I just was like, could I get my jewel pods? Mm-hmm. And it just makes me so mad. And that's why I think the Billy situation or the Dalia situation where it's an older guy. And this happens. I don't want to make it seem like it's only like a man problem where men are the predators. Because I know that that's not the case. And I know that a lot of like young men have gone through trauma. For sure. I'm not denying that. I'm only speaking from like my experience and the experiences that are being talked about right now. And that's what bothers me. Is that I'm a 25 year old who's been in this situation enough times to know what to do. And has been able to do it sometimes. And I'm still, it still is hard for me to take myself from an uncomfortable situation and to handle it, you know, like an adult. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that, um, I'm not saying that it's, I I don't know. I don't want to make it seem like, oh, it's my fault that that happened. But it's like, I know where there's accountability in my actions because I'm an adult and I know how to handle things like an adult. You know, it's like. I could have, when he's putting his hands on me, I could have said, please take your hands off of me. I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, God forbid I I make him uncomfortable by saying that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, just imagine, like I'm 25. I should be able to not have men make moves like that on me. I should be able to just walk out of a place and say it's not worth my time or my, you know, my physical presence. And so imagine being... Eight years younger than me, 17, being in that situation. You think they know how to speak up for themselves? Mm -hmm. Maybe some people do, and I applaud them because obviously I still have an issue with that. But, like, no. And that's why it's, like, it's weird because it's, it's like, that gray area when you're 17. It's, like, I don't know. For me, it feels weird to call someone a pedophile if they're like trying to hook up with like 17 year olds like don't get me wrong I think it's incredibly inappropriate and like very predatory I feel like there's I mean maybe I'm wrong I I, whatever but this is just my opinion and I'm a dumb bing bong you know so I feel like there's a pretty distinct difference between like a 12 year old or like a 9 year old and a 17 year old you know for sure But regardless, it's like a 17-year-old also is not in the right headspace to navigate whether guys' intentions are good or bad. There's not enough life experience in dealing with those situations. And that's why I think it's fucked up. And 
the lawsuit. I read the entire thing, Dalia. There's a lawsuit. Um, you can read it online if you just Google Crystalia's name. It'll pop up with an article about how there's a lawsuit, and then you can just click a link within the article, and it shows out the exact. Did you read that? Mm-mm. It's, I mean, it's really uncomfortable to read, and it's really difficult to read, and I fully support that girl. That's a really tough situation to be in, and it's probably really hard for her to speak about it and, like, do what she's doing because she was a fan of Chris, and I think, like I said in the last episode, like, that's the hardest part and the most predatory part and the most power dynamic part of it is that as a fan of someone you don't want to disappoint them more than another person like if if chris was just a joe schmo that decided to snapchat her it's like she's not gonna snapchat that guy but because it's chris because she's a fan because he's successful it's like you know she's from fucking like delaware or some shit Mm -hmm. or no she's like from connecticut or something right it's like that feels like a huge moment for you and if this person's showing interest and you're a fan of theirs like why would you how could you say no and let them down they provide joy and entertainment for you and you're gonna turn down making out with them Mm -hmm. you think you're an adult you're 17 like oh i can it's hard to read and it just really upset me and and it upsets me a lot because like I think everyone's worthy of change. I talk about this so much. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but it's like, I don't want to ignore what he did and say that he's forgiven, but I think people are capable of changing and capable of redemption. And like, I want the best for everyone, you know, no matter how bad of something you've done, I want people to change and grow for the better, including myself, you know? And... At this moment, though, it's like he's just posting Instagram stories and like posting videos of his kid as if that makes him a different person for giving life. Like, no, my dad was like, you know, like just because you have a kid doesn't make you a good person. Mm -hmm. And so him, it's just really upsetting to watch. And it's also like it's also hard listening or just kind of hearing other comics talk about it in person and, like, just fully defending him. And, yeah, it's just hard. Mm Because I think it's really easy when it's not your experience to kind of brush it off and be like, how big of a deal could it have been to send some nudes to a guy? Mm -hmm. You know, who's creepy, whatever, you know? It's not... Might not be damaging your life. And I think it's really easy to just watch it from an outsider's perspective and say... It's not that big of a deal. But when you really think about it, it is a big deal. And there needs to be accountability. And I'm honestly like, you know, I don't want anything bad for anyone. Like, I never wish badly upon anyone. But but I'm glad that there's a lawsuit happening. And I'm glad that there's action being taken. Because I think it just... um, It shows that these things need to be taken seriously and not just be, like, you know, passed on with a, you know, seven-minute apology video on YouTube in your podcast studio. You know, there's more than that that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. I don't care that he cheated. I don't care that he was hooking up with a bunch of girls, multiple girls in a night, you know. That's gross. I mean, it's gross. I don't think that's, like, impressive. I don't look up to that and think that's a cool guy. That's none of my business. You know, Mm -hmm. even this situation is really none of my business. Mm -hmm. But it's a serious situation. And I think, like, personal matters where it's, like, you're just being, like, a shitty boyfriend or partner or husband or whatever. That's one thing. It's, like, you figure that out on your own, you know. But when you're doing something that's, like, illegal and like just really inappropriate in a way that affects yeah i'm i'm just glad something's being done and i hope it's uh i hope it's a i hope it's one of those things i'm sure we've all been in a situation like for me i crashed my car in a blackout you know i could have killed someone i could have killed myself it could have been really bad Mm -hmm. and that was a shitty situation you know 
But because of that, like I was able to kind of reevaluate my life and the things I was doing and the people I was hanging out with and the decisions I was making to like make a change for the better. And so I'm hoping that this bad situation that he got himself into, 100% on him, I hope that it can turn around and turn it to the positive, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think probably, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. That's all I have to say about that. It's a pretty somber, dark turn for the pod to end it on. That's all right. But that's just how I feel, you know? And I, it's just hard to watch people just welcome him completely with open arms. Yeah, and just it. say, oh, I've missed you so much. And it's like, there's so many comedians. Just move on. Mm-hmm. Let, let him figure himself out before you just... I mean, I get it. I I miss his, you know, stand up, his podcast. I thought it was so funny, but it's like, I don't want to, it's uncomfortable for me. Like, I don't want to watch someone's podcast knowing that they're like still a creepy dude and knowing what harm they could be causing others. Right. I'm happy to wait until the time is right to like celebrate his return or just maybe not even celebrate, just welcome his return. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just made me so angry and like, I don't know. I don't know. There's so many great guys in stand-up and I think there's more good guys in stand-up than there are bad, but I think it's hard to be uh, kind of an, kind of like an ally to, to bad, to people who do bad things. Mm-hmm. That's also hard to watch. The people who do the bad things and then the people who support the people who do bad things. Because to be honest, I used to be one of those girls who's like, whatever, I'll open for him. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But now I'm just kind of at the point where I'm like, I don't have space or time for just shitty, shitty, shitty decision makers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Catch me headlining. I'm bringing openers. Am I going to force them to bone me? Hell no. Are we going to hook up with underage girls and boys? Hell no. We're going to have a good time. I'm going to be in Houston, San Antonio, and Addison, Texas. And I might be in Austin for a little bit after that. So stay tuned. But definitely get tickets to Houston, San Antonio, and Addison. Because those are going to be my headlining sets. I'm going to have some fun guest spots. Uh, people opening for me and I'm also going to be I don't know when this will come out I'm going to be in in Tempe Arizona next weekend I think March 11th through 13th I want to say Thursday Friday and Saturday at the Tempe Improv and then I'm going to be in Washington DC in May I believe so if you want to come see me um allymakovsky.com slash shows don't forget to order some cookie dough from eatdo.com, E-A-T-D-E-U-X.com. And then when you're checking out, use promo code AllieMac, all one word, all capital letters, A-L-I-M-A-C, for 10% off. It's so good. I swear to God, you need to try it at least once. At least once just try this cookie dough. They have some good flavors. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't think you'll regret it, to be honest. It's better than some under underwear sponsorships. For all you people with skid marks who need to get new underwear. Oh, get Tommy John's. Oh, get me undies. Oh, get all the... No. Get cookie dough. Shit your pants. And then just go to Target. Buy some new underwear. I'm doing the real sponsorships that people are afraid to do. You know? Vegan. Gluten-free. Non-GMO cookie dough. It's brave. It's fearless, and that's what this podcast is all about. Um, Anyway, thanks for listening. If you want to be on my Patreon, I'm going to be releasing a 20-minute stand-up little thing. I did stand-up. It was filmed. It's 20 minutes long, and it's going to be on my Patreon top tier, hopefully at the end of March, if not beginning of April. Who knows? But it'll be good. I'm happy about it. Awesome. That's all I've got to say. Did you have anything to add? Nope. Besides eat dough. Eat dough. 
Eat do. Eat dough. I think it's dough. It's dough. But it's like French. Do. Do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'll have to do some. I'll have to ask. I'm not going to ask. <laughs> I mean, I don't need to know why it's do, but dough. I got you. But it's good, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that. Um, talk to you later. Have a good week. Bye.